up, everyone? You're listening to the Anthro Alert podcast, which is the recording of our live show, Anthro Alert. You can now listen at your leisure and at your convenience. If you're new here on Anthro Alert, this is where Renee and I, your hosts, and sometimes a guest, analyze, break down, and discuss different topics each week anthropologically. Enjoy. Back on Anther Alert, listening to Bulls Radio, WUSF 89.7 HD3 Tampa, 1620 AM on campus and streaming worldwide at TuneIn.com and the TuneIn app. So thanks for tuning in to Anther Alert coming back. Hope you enjoyed the music. This is our own personal selection this week. Uh, we haven't picked out our own music in a while, but um, we like to keep things different. We like to keep things interesting. So we're going to hop back into our conversation on uh, anthropology and its four-field approach, Um, looking at uh, applied anthropology, which is, uh, I guess, a fifth subfield that um, our department in particular likes to to look at. So who wants to to take the lead on applied anthropology? I'll take it. All right. So applied anthropology, and and this is similar to what we've been talking about right in the last hour, is um, like, do you get involved, you know? And so applied anthropology is using anthropological knowledge to um, help or analyze systems. Some people work within business anthropology, so they're applied anthropologists and they apply it to like businesses, help them, I don't know, work more efficiently or whatever, you know, that may be. But then also people work um, as like advocates or like work um with the public or whatever they study um or really just work outside academia so really i mean it's very broad but it's an anthropologist that's applying their work and it can be in in academia too but um mainly working without outside outside of academia Mm -hmm. yeah so so it's more than just um methods and research yeah it's application practice yeah which i think isn't that important next step right so taking you know the tools that we acquire and programs such as the ones that we're in currently and um i guess applying them to situations right so a lot of what we talk about on the show a lot of the guests that we've had i think you know talk a lot about applied anthropology and why they're while they might be in academia or want to be in academia, yeah. their research is still relevant because they're out in a community or with a group of people with an organization, and you know they're solving or attempting to contribute to solving, uh, you know, real world problems or complications or you know events that that happen. So yeah, this is uh, this is something I just saw putting anthropology to good use. Yeah. I feel like that sums it up, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Using anthropology, it doesn't, I mean, not doesn't matter, but like, you know, you might differ in what you use it for, but it's like putting it to use. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, well, what's good? <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, that's relative. All right. <laughs> cool. Cool. Um, all right. So that's applied anthropology. Right. Yeah. Um, what about like a, a four field approach or a holistic approach? Mm-hmm. Is that, I mean, how is that different than applied anthropology or is that the same thing? Yeah. Uh, so the, like, 
I think in talking about this, thinking about some of the classes I've had where we've talked about this, right, anthropology is kind of like, what's one of our things, right, to do the four-field approach or uh, to be holistic. And so that's through doing the four-field approach and the four fields we talked about, archaeology, cultural, linguistics, and um, what am I missing? Archaeology, cultural, linguistics. Biological. Biological. There yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, and so applying all those within one study, which is, you know, don't usually typically see that. Yeah. yeah. The, the, to take the four-field approach is kind of difficult almost. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like anthropology as a field has evolved to the point where it's just hard to do four fields. Oh, yeah. Because you're specialized and subspecialized and sub sub specialized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the yeah. depth of knowledge exceeds the breadth. Yeah. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, welcome back. Yeah. Hey, Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to <laughs> What's a show Alert? without a little bit of technical difficulties? That is that is my favorite yeah. one that we've had so far where uh, Spencer was actually with us twice. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I've never heard myself speak as I was speaking. That was a really surreal moment for me. Uh, okay. Well, we got, that, we got that cleared up. We got that figured out. Again, yeah. first time doing a two-hour show. Yeah. Um, I think that was our first hour replaying itself. Yeah. And if you're listening to this on the website when it's recorded, you're going to be really confused because you're not going to be able to hear that. <laughs> or, or yeah, I mean, I have no idea. I don't uh, know if by the magic of editing, if we can clean that up. But. Uh, you know, my my magical my wizardry in editing is limited to like cut and paste. Let's keep it organic. Let's keep <laughs> yeah, it. Let's, let's keep it, it us. Let's do it. Yeah. So I just want to remind everybody you're listening to Anthro Alert here on Bulls Radio. Uh, WUSF 89.7 HD3 Tampa 1620 AM on campus and streaming worldwide 24/7 on tunein.com is probably where you hear us now. Yeah. We're also uh, we got the podcast on anthroalert.com. Yep. We have the video program on youtube.com. Yes. The big the big two, podcast and YouTube. Yep. Trendy. Be sure to send us your questions via Twitter at anthroalert or you can send them to us via text message 802-552-4487. It's that number, 802-552-4487, or at Anthro Alert on Twitter. Um, yeah, we were... <laughs> Where were we? We were, we were talking. We were for fields, yes. for holistic. Fields. Yes, okay. Whew. So how how does the breadth, or, or looking at like breadth and depth of... Yes. Oh, yeah. So that was and a good... I think, yeah, I think I was saying like the questions that we're asking now are getting so specific that it kind of... Warrant, warrant more like um i guess going to just one field opposed to more than one yeah so um over there yeah <laughs> i think maybe the i think the technology is rioting it's, did we just find out find out that the studio is haunted oh well we may have <laughs> I think it's protesting. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, I think the holistic thing, too, I'm, I, I'm thinking, and we were talking a little bit about this earlier before the show, yeah. um, that in, in my mind when I first heard about the holistic approach in anthropology was the idea that anthropology approaches subjects in a holistic manner. So thinking yeah. like, for instance, using the example of uh, you don't know what like holism is, right? Like a holistic doctor, they approach... Um, people as like a whole body so sort of like um, mind body and soul kind of thing yeah and so yeah. and so within anthropology approaching us or approaching um your subject as like a whole 
you know, like a complete thing. You're not, you're not, yeah. you're not just looking at one thing. You're kind of like approaching the whole. I think that's kind of the best I can. I think that kind of sums it up, right? Yeah. So it's sort of, I guess, innately, you know, sort of holistic means you try to, you know, try to get as many pieces of the puzzle as you can, right? Yeah. To, to you know, to look at whatever you're trying to look at or answer whatever you're trying to answer. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then right, we operationalize that through ethnography. That's our yeah our main yeah. method there. Yep. So we take a bunch of notes and then write about it. <laughs> books and books and books. Yeah. And journal articles that are yeah. fifty pages long. <laughs> and re- <laughs> which is always fun to read as a graduate student. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what's the next? What's the next section we're moving into? Uh, looking at comparing theory, so anthropological theory, with methods and practice. Okay. So, so again, kind of like yeah. looking at what makes an applied anthropologist applied. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we already kind of talked a little bit about this, but maybe explaining how theory fits into that. Okay. Um, I don't know. Bree, do you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. So um, I think uh, some of the debates, right, to like kind of preface this has been like, Applied anthropologists can't do theory, or yeah. or like applied anthropology is a theoretical, and then academic anthropology is where the theory is. But yeah. that's not necessarily that's really not true. So within applied anthropology, we use the theories, operationalize them, and test them. Right. So like you you might have a theory and then find out in the in the field, yeah, this doesn't necessarily hold up when we're actually working with it. So yeah. um, kind of there's been like historically there was kind of like that debate, um, which I think has been p- pretty well a. Uh, well, I debunked, or for yeah. lack of a better term. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I, th- I think so. Yeah. yeah. I'm, there's probably still a few out there that are staunchly against applied anthropology, but... Mm, yeah, I well, mean, a few holdouts. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? So. Yeah. But, um... And if they happen to be listening, well... Call in. Call in. <laughs> Let us know. So, I mean, if you're talking about theory versus practice, I don't necessarily think they need to be like dichotomous no no i don't think they need to be different right because even if you're an applied anthropologist that's practicing so you're not in any way shape or form sort of in an academic position you're within an organization i still think what they do is largely based off of theories and methods from Mm -hmm. academic anthropology so, yeah. you know. And and you can develop your own theory. Exactly. Through yeah. that, you know, yeah. like through those experiences and and that you know, it's it's just another way to work. It's not Right. Yeah, so Yeah. I would say maybe methods are more emphasized in applied anthropology than yeah. they are in academic anthropology. So I would say maybe it's like methods and theory more than practice and theory. I don't know. Maybe not. There's like a there's an emphasis of different methods, maybe we could say. Yeah, because I think in applied anthropology, if you if you have stakeholders from outside of anthropology, you're not going to go in emphasizing what theory you use because it's not necessarily going to draw people in. But if you yeah. have really clear methods and how you did things, I think that is more received if you're like writing a grant or you know doing a project or whatever. Like uh, know, I used I, see X, what you're I used the X, Y, and Z method. And that's why, you know, that's why I did what I did or something. Okay. So, see, so like, if you were going to – explaining a theory to maybe, like, a yeah. non-anthropological audience isn't as right. salient as explaining yeah. methods. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. would say so. Yeah. 
So you're not just like getting that glazed look in people's eyes and they're just zoning out as you're talking about some esoteric anthropological theory. <laughs> that's that's I just thought the look that people had when they heard me. <laughs> Because every time I'm in a conversation with somebody, that's like the face I get. <laughs> Glazed over eyes. And yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, this is a lot of the conversations we have in contemporary anthropology. If, have you taken contemporary yet? No, I'm you probably take that theory next year, today. Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, uh, well, you'll talk about that with Dr. Bear in contemporary if she teaches it next year. But you'll, you'll talk a lot about applied versus academic and, you know. What's, what's that all about? Yeah, can't get enough of it. <laughs> yeah, I actually really like those debates. It's it's interesting. Even though they don't, ultimately, I don't think they really matter, but you know, that's just me. Yeah. No, nothing matters, right? <laughs> no, nothing matters, everything matters, what is real, nothing's real. The only thing that's real is what you believe is real. No, I mean, <laughs> maybe it doesn't matter. I just think they're kind of arbitrary. Yeah, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, let's take just a short break. Okay. Um, we're gonna play a little bit of music for you. We're gonna, and and we will be back in a few. So enjoy the tunes. Don't go away. Come back, even if when we come back there's technical stuff. Just bear with just us. Bear with us. Hang out with us. We're fun. Hey, Bulls, <clears throat> you back listening to Anther Alert on WUSF eighty nine point seven HD three Tampa sixteen twenty AM on campus and streaming worldwide at TuneIn dot com and the TuneIn app. My my voice is better. But this two hours of, of continuous talking is, is, is testing it, so it, I can feel it going out a little bit. Dude, um, you're, uh, you're a graduate assistant. Yes, currently. You, you have the graduate assistant health insurance? <laughs> yes, currently. Yeah, go, go to student health services. <laughs> I've, been, I've been drinking tea, and it's been helping. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Tea's good. It's been helping. Home like, remedies. Yeah, like tea. yeah, yeah. yeah. Tea, you know, I tell you, I want to, I want to use my anthropology skills to run a coffee and tea shop. You should. That sounds awesome. How, wait, why would that? Uh, how's that your anthropology skills? Well, I mean, the first hour of our show, we were, um, yeah, the first hour of our show, we were talking about how anthropology is everything. Yeah. Ah, so there tea, you go. Tea and coffee. Yeah. Anthropology. Well, I, actually, there's a lot of anthropology around coffee and trade of coffee and making of coffee. Oh well, yes. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot to it. Yeah, there is. Um, well, I might have to learn a little bit about those things. Should. All right, so today we're talking about um, – we were earlier just talking about how anthropology is applied and how four fields – the four fields of anthropology are applied. Um, so now we're going to look a little bit about – we're going to transition a little bit and, and kind of talk about our own interest in anthropology, what got us interested into the field – um, yeah. and just, you know, what hooked you and what do you think it is about yourself that aligns so well with anthropological study? Yeah. Oh, am I going to start? Okay. Take it away. So as an undergraduate, I actually did not go, I did not directly go into anthropology. So I got accepted to do, um, actually I was going to go for geophysics. <laughs> you made quite a jump. <laughs> yeah. What, so what are what is geophysics? Because I think geo, I think rocks, and I think physics, I think throwing stuff. So throwing You're rocks. You're throwing rocks. So it's that's a great field. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically taking geology and combining it with physics and learning about the physics of Earth and planets and things. Oh, that's so you know neat. that's interesting. That's yeah. deep. Right. So like 
inside the earth, how things shift, why things shift outside, you know, you can apply it in a lot of different uh, ways. So I was going to be a geophysicist and specifically I was interested in like the ocean and, and like uh, the chemistry of the ocean and things like that. Um, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, now you, you went to the Purdue University. Yes. Out in West Lafayette, Indiana. That is correct. Boilermakers? Yo, yeah. <laughs> Boiler oh, yeah. Up. For all my Boilermakers out there. Home of the world's largest drum, I believe. I th- yep. Yes. Congratulations. How, how, do, how do I know all this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> all this, I could be learning more anthropology. I got all these things stuck in my head. I can't you're, you're very down on your Purdue history. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Just, I wonder why. Yes. But um, now you're so you had interest in marine uh, chemical ecosystem. Yeah, specifically, I was interested in like the chemistry of the ocean and like the ancient chemistry of the ocean. So, like how the chemistry of the ocean formed the Earth and the like the crust of the Earth and the ocean the way it is now. Hmm. Like basically, what was the ocean made out of when the Earth was in its really like nascent form? How old is the Earth? Uh, Give or take, I mean, a couple billion years. Yeah, a couple billion years. I don't know. I'm out of that. I'm out of that field now. So yeah, he's an anthropologist. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that was that was my plan. I want to be a geophysicist. I thought it was fascinating. I still do think it's fascinating. But um, so then um, I was like, yeah, this is cool, but yeah, the physics at Purdue is like next level. It was like it's it's super hard. But it wasn't necessarily that. It was more of just like. Uh, I just didn't really want to do it anymore. So I was really interested in biological anthropology more and like health and stuff. And so I switched over to anthropology because as a high schooler, I was interested in making documentaries and stuff. So I was like, maybe I'll just make documentaries. So I'll do anthropology because that'd be, that'd be a cool fit. So I tried to do that. And then the anthropology department there didn't have enough sciences. So I did a dual degree in anthropology and public health. And so that kind of satisfied my interest in, like, staying in the sciences. So I still had biology and chemistry, anatomy, you know, all of those things. But then I still got to take my anthropology courses. And so it was, like, the middle of the road for me, which was good. And I could still apply my anthropology to, you know, like, the, the sciences and stuff in public health. So, what What type of people do you think are, like, suited for anthropology or like kind of like the path that you that you've taken so far yeah so the one thing that i like about anthropology is that i have kind of i have eclectic interests and my interests are like all over the place and they tend to like change and shift and um to the point where i'm like i'm interested in like way too many things (laughs) and so i think anthropology is really suited to that because i can take a subject i'm really interested in and apply things i've learned in anthropology and like oh what what makes this anthropological or what could make this anthropological or like um and so that's why i was really drawn to it was sort of i kind of felt like my place there um and that i could have like i wasn't limited in what what i needed to do yeah so i really like that yeah cool all right so so brianne i would ask you the same thing you know what what was your interest in anthropology what got you hooked I yeah. mean, you you earlier said, uh, or in the previous hour, yeah. you had mentioned that your your first interest was in medicine and medical school, and 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 then somehow you're like, oh, I was actually more interested in like the people part, not really like the doctor part. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like many young college students, 
I started my freshman year yeah. wanting to be a doctor, and I took the chemistry, the math, the shoot biology. That's yeah, I took biology. So I took all those things, and I found out like I wasn't. It wasn't necessarily like I just wasn't passionate about the coursework anymore, and I, that really bothered me. Um, as I feel like I've always been a person that's like, just follow your dreams, you know, like yeah. do something you love. Um, and I, I was one day sitting in my uh, residence hall freshman year, um, and I was just googling careers that helped people because I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I didn't know, yeah, like I just didn't know where this path was going to take me. Yeah. And somehow that Google search led me to anthropology. So I spoke with the anthropology undergraduate advisor, enrolled in sociocultural anthropology. And I was still kind of in between there because I, I still was interested in medicine. Um, and I really love, but I really love my sociocultural anthropology class. Um, and then, like I said, when I was shadowing um, like various people within the uh, medical field, I found that my interest lied more in talking to the people and what they had to say than I cared about the medicines and the pharmaceuticals that they were going to give the people and their treatment plans. And it was, it was more interesting to me to hear their stories and how they got there. Um, and then I was fortunate enough to be able to be involved in a research project as an undergraduate, um, on pharmaceutical, uh, in anthropological research project on pharmaceutical use, um, and that was really, really interesting, and that kind of got me hooked. Um, and kind of like you were saying, um, but my interest was still really diverse, yeah. um, and so I actually minored in cognitive science and peace and justice studies. Sweet. So it was really eclectic um, as well, yeah. and that's kind of what brought me here is because um, Dr. Daniel Lundy founded neuroanthropology, and so that's kind of where I am now is um, my interest is in neuroanthropology, so how we combine culture, neuroscience. All that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, and you recently just took a neuroanthropology course, yeah. if I remember that. Yeah, that with was, you. <laughs> yeah, that was a good course. Yeah, it was. Um, it was a lot of okay. fun. So, so you, you kind of agree with Spencer that anthropology, in your case anyway, seems to fit well with people who want to keep a lot of the doors open. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, it's, it's a way to explore everything because you can really apply an anthropological lens to anything you can pretty much think of i knew somebody she was getting a phd and she presented to our class in um in my undergrad and um she was talking about doing research on cats and like cat or animal animals like animal human relationships and things like that which i'm like that's you know that's that's wild but that's awesome i think if i were to restart mine i would do that Animal human yeah. relationships. Cause like, human cause relationships. That's, I mean, that's, it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, because you, you have a, a language barrier. Yeah. You have a language barrier. You cannot. This goes back to your app, your app right, idea, right? Right, yeah. No, this is <laughs> exactly. Um, for if you're just tuning in, I had a, an idea for an app where it would, it would communicate, it would translate an animal speech or a non human speech so you can understand it. Um, that might, we might be. Days away from such a breakthrough. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you're on to something though. Um, but yeah, I would probably read because that stuff is really interesting. Because people have pets, but why do they have pets? Yeah, I mean companionship. Sometimes, yeah. Um, you know, if, you know, like I grew up and we had like dogs and cats, um, but they're more like utilitarian. Yeah. You know the I, I don't know the purpose of the cats. They just like were there. <laughs> Cats, cats are wonderful. Yeah. No, that they are. They are. Cats I, just kind of do their own thing. They don't really have 
a specific use besides companionship, I don't think. Whereas, like, dogs, if you have them on a ranch or something, dogs can be protection. Dogs can protect your wildlife. They can be hurting dogs. They can, I mean, dogs do a lot of things. Okay. Yeah, so so exactly. But uh, essentially, have, like, these interspecies relationships, to me, yeah. are very interesting. Yeah. I yeah. call them, I call them um, hashtag interspecies friends. <laughs> <laughs> Get that trending on Twitter. Yeah, get, yeah. <laughs> new on Amber. <Anthony. laughs> um, okay, so cool. Uh, I don't know how we got into that. I said you can do anything. Oh, you can yeah, do anything. Yeah, you can. Uh, and that's and research, what you're going to do. And you're research in- with cats. <laughs> and so one day we'll we'll see that. So all my friends who who are out there, all my feline friends, anybody that's <laughs> listening, can post a picture on Anther Alert on our Twitter with your. Animal companion and do hashtag interspecies relationships. Yeah, yeah. Um, show us your animal companions, <laughs> all your lovely cats and dogs. So, so let me ask you, uh, Brienne, yeah. what was your first exposure to anthropology that that you were aware of that you can think of? And it's probably going to be like an archaeological thing, I imagine. My first academic exposure? No, no, no. Just like in life. When's uh. the first time you, you were probably exposed to to something that was anthropology? Yeah. Even if you didn't rec- know it at the time. Hmm. I, can I take this in a different direction? Yeah. Thinking back on my life, um, my first inkling, kind of thinking back on like, like my childhood, whatever, my first inkling when I knew that I was interested in anthropology. I guess this kind of answers your question um, to, in two parts. So my favorite books were always biographies. I always liked reading about people better than reading about, like, fiction. My favorite book is still uh, Steve Jobs by Walter Isaacson. I think it's incredible, and I, I like looking into people's lives. I thought that was really interesting. Um, and then in my sixth grade class, right, um, we all had – it was, like, kind of a the last hour of the day, and we all did, like, these random kind of independent studies. And in this class, I guess the teacher had decided that we were all going to study the rainforest, but we were all going to split up into different – groups and study different parts and so there was like people studying the animal life people studying the plant life and all that the rain i don't know mm-hmm. i don't remember that all the other groups but i remember the group i like was like that's my group was the people um studying the people in the rainforest so i think it was the yanomamo yeah, yanomamo. yeah, yeah. and that was yeah. like i think so maybe that was my first exposure and granted it was sixth grade and i think we read like those little like tiny little books and yeah. made tiny little posters but right i think that was it yeah. I don't know. Spencer, what was your first exposure to anthropology? I'm trying to think. Um, it's a tough question. Yeah. I mean, was it, in fact, the Indiana Jones movie? Oh, that's yeah, a popular that, one. See, that's what I was thinking. Like that or Stargate um, that we've talked about before. Or honestly, I think what got me most, what kind of tipped me off to look into anthropology when I was like, you know, in college was actually Bones. Really? Because, like, my parents were into that show at the time, and, like, she was a forensic anthropologist. And I knew that at Purdue we have a lot of, like, they have a lot of really well-known biological anthropologists. So I was like, okay, I'm interested in, like, biology and health and stuff. So, like, what's this all about? And that's what got me to actually look into what anthropology was. Okay. Yeah. So so for you, uh, it, may not, it may not have been the first exposure, but for sure no. Bones was kind of what got you – yeah, your interest I mean, bit. I think probably the first exposure. I mean, when I was a kid, I always loved watching, like, the History Channel or Discovery Channel or, like, the Science Channel because I was a nerd. <laughs> and so, you know, I was just always really curious and, like, 
the world and like the people in the world, you know. So that was back when those channels actually had shows that were educational. Yeah, and they weren't just all reality shows. So What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, that's when you could actually learn stuff from watching those channels. But that was probably my first exposure. Yeah, so probably like a common theme is that anthropologists tend to be rather curious. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Like what about, my, like my friend Curtis, the curious cat. <laughs> Hashtag interspecies friendships. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. So, um, yeah. So that's so that's how you that's what got you. I huh? mean, I think I think so. What about what about you? Yeah. Uh, well, what what got me probably was that I got an A in an anthropology class. Nice oh. job. Yeah. And, um, at that point in yeah. my college career, the A was rather elusive. <laughs> so uh, that was the first A I'd gotten. I was like, oh, maybe I should do anthropology because <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, whereas, like, I took a, an entire course on macroeconomics. I don't even remember that I went to class. <laughs> I literally so you not were remember. Super interested? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so comparing the two, obviously, anthropology was a better fit for me than any economics. Uh, yeah. Not there's anything wrong with economics. It's fine. You know, enjoy your economics. It's a good yeah. time. Economic anthropologist. Yeah. 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 That's an interesting class. <laughs> I, d- I actually took that class. Yeah, was it good? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's actually really interesting. Yeah. Oh, I, I, liked I might it like it more. Yeah. It's cool. at, at the time, you know, you know, like an 18, 19-year-old screwball, you don't really care. That's true. I mean, because yeah, economic anthropology talks about things like gift exchange and stuff and like reciprocity. So that's really interesting. And then talk about what they do in economics and what's good to do and what may not be beneficial to do and stuff. So, yeah, that's cool. Well, that class for me would have been the um, kind of like the first the or that would convince me to add it to my um, to my uh, degree? degree. Yeah, degree. thank you. What was your degree? Uh, exercise and wellness. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then probably my first exposure again, Indiana Jones. I just yeah, and then for sure Stargate because I watched that as a kid. What is Stargate? So, Am I too young to know this? Uh, no, uh, not really. I don't. It just shouldn't. depends on like what you're interested in. Yeah, I mean, if you're not like, if you don't like sci-fi, you probably wouldn't have seen. I mean, it. it's a sci- it's a science fiction show. Yeah, yeah. they're anthropologists. Well, there's one. They're, there's one. He's a he's an anthropologist. He's yeah, a, he's a token anthropologist of all trades. Yeah, he does archaeology and linguistics and everything. And yeah. he basically is the team, one of the teams, like, pro, like um, non-science problem solvers. Yeah. So okay. basically, it's like it's a it's a team. They find like a stargate, which allows like interdimensional travel and things. And so it's, it's like it's a, that kind a stone of circle they walk through. Yeah. That transports them. I would highly recommend watching it. You know, it's it's so good. It, sound, it doesn't sound like we're explaining it very well. It doesn't. I found my weekend plans. But yeah. here we go. Show. Stargate. Yeah, we're not doing it justice, but it really is good. Yeah, <laughs> there's a, there's a Stargate movie with a Kurt Russell. Yeah. Oh. And then the the Stargate series with Richard Dean Anderson, MacGyver. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There's also Stargate Atlantis too. Oh, that was a good one. I yeah. met one of those people. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Yeah. Paul McGillian. Oh yeah. Okay. He's very. He's very charismatic in person, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, I like so That's probably what got me interested, though, in anthropology. You know, which begs the question of, like, why anthropologists are against sort of having fictitious anthropology characters or, like, just, being in the media a little bit because, I mean, all of us obviously got interested or at least were exposed to anthropology in that way. So Yeah, but do doctors watch ER and say, oh, that's not what it's like? 
Yeah, yes. but yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I see your point. I see your point. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Do um, do uh, NASCAR drivers watch that uh, Talladega Nights movie and say that is not what it's like? <laughs> <laughs> They're probably right. That's true. So that was like a documentary. That. I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess everything is, you know, Hollywoodized. I use it as a verb, you know. Yeah. So, Renee, do you want to speak a little bit more about your uh, how you found anthropology? Like, okay, so you got an A, and you were like, this is it. And then what led you to USF? Oh, uh, basically I was just trying to find a program that offered medical anthropology and a uh, master in public health. Ah. So uh, there's, a website, yeah, there's a website that lists all of the programs in the country that have, have that. And so I just applied to those programs. Nice. And... I ended up here at USF, it, which it turns out happens to be a good choice for both programs. Yeah. Believe, believe it or not, <laughs> yeah. USF is actually a good choice for your graduate career in anthropology and public health. Yes, because we were the first master's program in applied anthropology. Yeah. 1974, yeah. did we say? The very. Am I making that up? I think that was right. The very first one, 74. Yeah. So USF has the history, but there's not a lot of mystery. Uh, it's all documented. <laughs> you can look it up. Uh, all right, so let's take a break. We're going to come back. I think we're going to finish the conversation with a talk about um, ethical considerations of applying and practicing anthropology. So we're going to play some tunes for you, some music, so you can just chill and relax for a few minutes while we come right back. Hey, Bulls. You're listening to Bulls Radio, WUSF 89.7 HD3 Tampa, 1620 AM on campus and streaming worldwide at TuneIn.com and the TuneIn app. So this was our first two-hour show. We successfully made it through. So congrats all around. Yay. Um, and we actually ran out of time, which is surprising. So we were planning on talking about um, you know, ethics and anthropology applied anthropology ethics in general you know what are ethics but we actually we do not have time for that so we're gonna uh put that on the bookshelf and we will do that for um, another episode perhaps we can have some some texts and some tweets on that on that day have some interaction on on what is ethics and maybe we'll bring in a guest for that as well uh so we're just gonna wrap up we're gonna summarize a little bit about what we did or talked about on the show, and then we will see you next week. So, so today on the show, we we basically again we try to explain what anthropology is and the four the fields the four fields of anthropology, how it's studied here at USF, and then how it's applied. You know what sorts of theories are involved in applying anthropology, different m anthropological methods. Well, basically, we just said that there are methods to anthropology, and we didn't really get into any of them other than like. <laughs> Uh, ethnography yeah. and an outsider insider perspective, which came from a listener question. Thank you, listener, for the question that added value to our show. I think. Yeah, thank you. Um, and we also, you know, talked a little bit about ourselves and like what was it that brought us into anthropology? What brought us into the field? Um, so it was a great show. It was a two-hour show. Uh, if you're going to listen to it on the podcast, it's just going to be a one hour twice. Yeah, it's going to be a part one, part two, probably. Yeah, and it might actually be the same one twice again. It just depends on how I recorded these. Oh, yeah. Uh, I am not the most competent tec technically here in the studio. Due to technical difficulties, we yeah. may have lost the last half of the show. But let me tell you, it was fun, though. <laughs> it was. I had a good time. Yeah. All right, so 
Any further closing remarks? Thanks um, for having me again. That uh, was so nice of you guys. You're welcome. You I should, like it. You should come back more often. We like having you here. I'm just going to stay in the studio forever. <laughs> uh, I'm well. not leaving. Yeah. Well, we'll be here every Friday at 2. So. <laughs> Bring <Right>. food. <laughs> so, um, yeah, tune in next week, Friday from 2 to 4. Be sure to check us out on anthroalert.com. You know, look at some of the YouTube videos, listen to the show, send us messages. Just, you know, keep in touch. We're here to spread the word about anthropology and tell you what it's all about. Yes. So uh, it's time for us to make like a trout and get out. We'll, we'll see you all next week. All right. Hashtag interspecies. Interspecies friends. friends. <laughs> see you all later. Bye. Have a good one. Yeah.